Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are watching episode 14 of Futariwa. Are you kidding? Pretty Cure imposters go wild. Also known as Spot the Fakes. Huh, that's a pretty good title. Is it? I. Is it like I a mean, play on something that I'm just not realizing? I mean, I feel like it would work better if it was less obvious who the fakes are. Spot the difference but is like, like a thing that is like an actual thing. And it's not like no one knows who's not. Like, it's pretty clear who the fakes are. Like, even the bad guys know. Hmm. So I'll take that back. It's not a good title. I think the, uh... One on Crunchy Roll is better. Although, do they go wild? No, not really. They mostly just like entertain some <laughs> five year olds. That's true. None of these titles are good. We should make our own. That's. I don't want to take that much from Sailor Business. <laughs> Alright. So, we start off instead of with our heroes in the uh, Dark Kingdom place. I don't know exactly where the, all these evil people are. It's never they're, given a name. They're just like in the Dotsuku zone. The dark yeah, uh, zone. I don't know why I just said it didn't. It isn't given a name when it's called the Dotsuku zone. To be fair, the dark zone is not much of a name. <laughs> yeah. It's the same level of name as the ghost zone. That's true. But yes. The Jakku King is... uh. Yelling at Poisony because, like everyone else before her, she's not doing so well. Yeah, um, we keep getting shots of White Piccolo, who is very yes. worried. <laughs> yes, I wanna. I wrote this down in my notes. Why is it that the uh, evil people just aren't like all attacking at once? Like they just keep like if he's so concerned, why doesn't he just go help Poisony? Um, maybe it takes a lot out of the dark dude. Cause That's true. even like with two of them going after them at once, only one of them is ever doing anything. That is true. Kir- Kiria has not done anything yet. Um, I do want to point out that I think this is the first time since the first episode that we haven't gotten a recap at the front by Nagisa, and we st- we still really won't get one. No. She doesn't really recap what happened last time. Although I do love the uh, opening scene, like after the credits where uh, we cut to Nagisa and Honoka because they're in Homek. Yes. So I rag on Honoka a lot for bad science safety, bad lab safety. So it's only fair that I get down on Nagisa for bad kitchen safety. (laughs) That is not how you hold a knife, especially that's not how you cut something. Use a damn cutting board. What is wrong with you? <laughs> that's true. Also, when she's cutting the uh, tops, because she's cutting the tops off the strawberries, because everyone's making cakes, it looks like. She, like, 
is the way she's holding it is that the knife goes like towards her fingers that if and she doesn't look like she's like really paying attention so she could end up cutting her finger if she's not careful like i you see people cut apples like this like when they're like hanging out with a knife slicing an apple and just eating chunks of it at a time yeah like they'll do the thing where it's like knife blade is towards you and cuts towards your thumb and other people cut things like that too but like this is at school Mm. teacher's not paying attention yet not not yet (laughs) also i want to point out because i was on this line but uh we hear a line of background dialogue that says it's a failure that's all and i just thought that was really funny Rip to those students who use salt instead of sugar for their cake. That's salt. <laughs> That's salt. So, as Nagisa is cutting up some strawberries so they can use them, her two friends, Shiho and Rina, come over and they bring up the pretty cure. Yeah, they, they start talking about the pretty cures, like people should know who the pretty cures are. Yeah. And, like, they talk for a, about it for a while. Um, and then it's brought up, they, they hear other people talking about it, too. A lot yes. of people know what's going on with these pretty cures. It's a little weird. And Honoka and Nagisa are both pretty concerned. Like, Honoka's trying to look like she's not concerned about this, but clearly. Mm-hmm. Also, like, after she and uh, Lena go off like back to their table uh Nagisa and Onega just start talking about it like but there's other people around them as they're discussing this well everybody else is talking about Precure it wouldn't be weird if they started talking about them yeah but like they're like do you think they're gonna find out yeah they they do make it like they don't try to make it hide the fact that it's them you know yeah (laughs) but we finally get to see the two uh students from the last episode because uh one of them brings up uh they say something about cure black and now he says like what did you say what did you say about me i mean what did you say <laughs> end sentence i didn't say me at the end <laughs> uh i wrote down i thought i wrote down what they were saying because they both both of the girls start talking about uh, the rumors that they heard about the pretty cures. And, oh, it's further down than I was expecting. Uh, oh, yeah, because she says that cure black like strawberry, not vanilla. So I guess they're talking about their taste in food before Nagisa and Onika come over. Maybe. But one of them, I, I don't remember which one is which. Because I know we get their names, and it's Kyoko and Natsuko. But I can't remember which one is which. I didn't even bother writing down their names, because I don't think they'll ever come up again. Um, So I just called them the fake cures later. But for now, I have um, just, like, the two girls. So one of them says, like, because Nagisa Noka is like, Oh, what do you know about the pretty cure? Like, come on, let me know. What, so they can know if these girls, like, know who they are. Mm-hmm. Instead, uh, one of them says that Black is quite cute and really cool, but White doesn't quite measure up. 
And I feel like that's a lot of people's thoughts when asked about the pretty carriers. Yeah. Black is a lot more popular. If this podcast has shown us anything. <laughs> but the other one's like, no, no, no. White was pretty here. And doesn't Black seem a bit selfish and spoiled? And then she continues to go on. She seems glibbed and pushy. To put it bluntly, she's self-centered. And I'm like, what do you have against cute Black? <laughs> no, okay, so it's fine. She's got some generic protagonist personality problems, but nothing that we don't get over in the show. Yeah. And they do say that they saw them transform yesterday, which we learn later is a bit weird because that wasn't... Because Honoka Nagisa was like, we didn't transform yesterday. So who do they see? That's a good question. If only we would ever find out. Nope. We're definitely not going to on this episode of Pretty Hero Impossibles Go Wild. But then the teacher uh, realizes that they're not working on their cake and yells at them. Yep. Now the teacher's paying attention. Is like, hey, stop gossiping. Yeah. But the scene we cut to is at the stall of a former character we've met. Uh, because it's a Taki... Taka... Taka... Hmm. Takoyaki stall. That, uh... I also can't remember her name. Uh, Akane. Akane. Or as I have written, Aunt Akane. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The two of them are eating some takoyake while talking to Meeple and Mipple. Yeah, they're I was like they're openly talking to the fairies while they're sitting at the food truck. But luckily we yeah. find out in a second that Kane was actually like in a garage getting some supplies. Yeah. I was a bit surprised I'm like, man, you were worried that people knew who you were and here you are just sitting out with the fairies. Yeah. <laughs> also, Meeple because he's can't go an episode without being a jerk. Is like, no, I agree. You are pretty selfish, Nagisa. And then turns around when he's like, actually, I'm hungry. So, you know what? You're not selfish after all. Uh, Akane comes back and we learn that she has also seen Pretty Cure around. Yes. Over by the playground. Yes. Because unlike the two girls, she does give them a location of when she saw these girls. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, repeats some phrases that they heard, she heard them say. Um, I do not remember yes. the exact syntax. I just know that they specifically make it start with hurry every time. It's hurry and go back to where you came from. And this makes Nagisa very upset because she never yes. says hurry. <laughs> That's true. I'm trying to remember. I know she says go back to where you came from, but I can't remember what's before that. Oh, no, it's literally just that. They just say, hurry, and go back to where you came from. Well, no, I mean when Nagisa does her actual... Oh, Honoka says the other part. Yeah. Oh. Huh. I'm sorry, I have the worst memory, so even if I've seen this show several times, I will not remember exactly the exact dialogue for their uh, pretty care speech. And then uh, they're like, okay, well, let's leave then. And they start walking home, I guess. And they start yes. discussing what they should do about these imposter cures. Honoka thinks it's dangerous that they're pretending to be them, because what if the Desuku Zone 
sees them and attacks them. Yeah. Um, both Honoka and Mipple are like, that's probably a bad thing. Yeah, that and... would be... Oh, go ahead. That I was going to say, that would not be good. Yeah, and just as they're saying that, uh, Nagisa gets light reflected into her eyes as she sees the imposters, who are just the girls from school, yes. wearing some pretty accurate costumes <laughs> for having only seen them <laughs> once. Yeah, those those costumes are actually pretty good, considering. Yeah, they're like a Halloween store like level, but with a higher quality material. It looks like. Yes. Uh, quick, quick sidebar. Um, I work near a party city, and they have the signs up for their Halloween costumes now. Um, and they're like, "Oh, here are some types of costumes we have, including video game ones," and for the yes. video game sign. They have two costumes, um, and I want to see if you can guess which two video game characters they thought would be iconic enough for people to be like, oh yes, video's game. I'm just supposed to guess? Yeah, just guess two. Any two. And I'll tell you uh, the real answer. Or if you were close. Maybe Tracer from Overwatch, because that's a pretty popular game. Still? Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, my mind, the first name that comes to mind is Link from Legend of Zelda, because I was listening to the Book of Madura earlier. So you were actually pretty close. Um, one of them was Genji Overwatch. Ah. And the other one was Sora Kingdom Hearts. Oh. But it's just like, a, an almost adult man in that costume? <laughs> Definitely had stubble. <laughs> Definitely had stubble. It's adult Sora. <laughs> no such thing <laughs> you just stopped aging uh, anyway so yeah they uh they sit down and talk at a park like table about yes they talk to the real cures about the fake cures <laughs> and we get a flashback of how it all started because they are talking at the uh in this flashback the two girls are talking at the same table that they are talking at in the presence it's mm -hmm. a little weird like i don't know how you felt about this dialogue but like how one of them was like oh i'm cure black oh yeah I it's like one of those things where they're they're very clearly joking around because after dylan's like hey do then do your transformation and then she like faked us and she's like you know i can't <laughs> yeah it just felt a little weird to me like the like, the way she says it, like, the way it starts, it, feel, it felt a little off to me, but maybe that's just me. Cause, like, I knew she was just joking around, but it just, the way it was presented felt a little, I don't know how to describe it. It it feels like the kind of kid who, like, would make up a lie for, like, anything. Yeah. And the the quintessential, my uncle works at Nintendo. Yes. But... Uh, some kids come over. He's like, they have to be like five or four. They're like kindergartners. Yeah, very clearly, like that kind of preschool age. Yes, and the boy, because it's the boy and a girl, and the boy's like, yeah, you're not really like pretty here, like. And I'm pretty sure the one that's talking, uh, is Natsumi. No, not Natsumi. 
Their names are not important. Yeah, no. Basically, like the kids are like, what is pretty here? And then uh, the one who pretended to be here black was like, well, let me tell you the story that I'm vaguely making up. That's basically the plot of the show. Yes. And she's like, do you want to meet the pretty here? And they're like, yeah, we do. And they're like, okay, so next time we'll transform and show you. Or she doesn't say that. She says, we'll make, I can make sure they show up or something like that. Like, she makes a promise that Pretty Cure will show up, does not say that they are Pretty Cure yet. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, because I remember her saying, like, yeah, I promise I can I can get them to come. And then the other no. one was like, is it okay to promise something like that? And then she's like, yeah, I have a plan. Okay. I want to believe you, but I'm looking at the episode now. Is this, like, another Verve Crunchyroll thing? Because, maybe. Because... But the dialogue that I saw was uh, after she asked if they know anything about the pedicures, and he's the boy says, "How do yeah, you I know don't that?" And Natsuko says, "That's because mm. I'm pretty here." And he's like, "No, you're lying." And she's like, "No, it's the truth." Wouldn't you like to meet pretty here? And they're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Next time I'll transform and show you." Yeah, that's what I'm pulling up now. If my computer would load anything at all. Maybe it is different. It's about 10, like 10, 30 mm-hmm. into the episode. You said 10, 13, 10, 30? About 10, 30, yeah. Do, you, do they really exist? Haven't you heard about them? They were in action just the other day. How do you know that? Okay, yeah, no, she does say that. My bad. I must have been taking notes at the time. Because I, I looked back and it was no, like, wouldn't fine. you like to meet Pretty Cure? Ah. See, I pause mm. uh, the episode like constantly so I could take notes without missing anything. Because I'm sometimes wrong. <laughs> and I okay. try not to be. So. Okay. Yeah, that was... I completely missed that part. Um. Also, how fast do you think it took for them to make this these costumes? I mean, it sounded like she said next, like, tomorrow unless it was like a friday and then they were going to come back on monday yeah for some reason that's true they do say oh no okay so there's a line that says that they made the costumes themselves they stayed up all night so they made these costumes in one night which i mean i don't know why these girls are pretending to be superheroes when they should just go into like the clothes making business if they're making clothes in one night i think it may have been like a case of like the first costumes like they didn't show this in the show obviously because that would involve designing multiple costumes for a, a one episode maybe it was a case of like the first time they weren't great but it's been a week since then and maybe they improved it every now and then that's true yeah so nagasa and honakar are kind of like i think you guys should stop and they don't really explain that well about why they should mm-hmm. stop. So the girls are like, we're not doing anything wrong. And they just run off. And Nagasa's like, whatever, just let them go. And Hanukkah's like, no. <laughs> they could be in danger. We have to go get, stop them. Because what if something happens? Because something does happen. Yep, Poisony immediately catches the other two girls in an alleyway. Yes. Near a construction site, which kind of reminds me of... Mm, this is... I think it's a demolition site. The uh, construction site. 
from one of the Pissard episodes. I wonder if it's the same place. Like this looks like a building that was like is being torn down. But you're speaking it's like Oh. Like the inside of like certain scenes is very clearly finished while other parts of the building are missing entirely. Yeah. Construction site, demolition site. There's something with machines going on. Yeah, and there's a wrecking ball. Yes. So Poisony is like, let's have tea. And then Nagisa and Honoka, you see them run up to the same alley. And they look up, and on the roof of this building that's probably being torn down, yes, is the two girls who are just standing there. So, yeah. They've been possessed by Poisony, or like mind controlled by her. Because once Honoka and Nagisa get up to the roof, they grab onto them, like yes. and like hold them near the edge, and Poisony shows up. I also so realize, unlike Pissard and uh, well, maybe not. I was like, it feels like Poisony is a lot less physical with the pretty cures. I feel like, unlike the other two, she doesn't really like fight them herself. Well, like, not only that, she also doesn't like stick around that often. Pissard did stick around most of the time. And then would be like, ah, my monster's been defeated. I will leave. Yeah. But Poisony's just like, uh, hey, I'll show up out of the blue and taunt you and then vaguely disappear for a while. Yeah. Which is interesting. I wonder if her last episode, if, I mean, they have to defeat her themselves in order to get her Poison hmm. uh, Stone, which you can see because it's on her necklace. It's the green stone on the necklace. I mean, I assume that's the prism stone, but maybe it's just an accessory. I think it's just costume jewelry. Because it looks kind of similar to the prism stone uh, we saw before. Like, prism stones we've seen before. Like, before it, like, turns into the heart shape. Yeah, I just... My brain's like, I'm thinking of the personality of Poisony. I feel like Poisony would be the type to wear costume jewelry. And none of the other... Um, that's true. Dark dudes... <laughs> As I shall call them. Why did I say it was green? I'm looking at it now. It's orange. Uh, Been a long day. I can't tell colors apart. It's okay. Um, but yeah, they've been grabbed and then they make a... Poisony makes a wrecking ball as a cana. And the pretty cures do a transform. Yes. Yes. They transform into the real pretty cures. And then Poisony orchestrates a pretty cure mirror match. Yes. But also like, there's just like a wrecking ball there. Yes. <laughs> so the two pr- the two pr- I can't talk today. The two pretty cures start like kind of fighting because the uh, fake ones aren't really like actual fighters. And at one point, one of them falls over because the wrecking ball kind of like hits the roof, mm-hmm. and poisoning poisoning keeps like snapping her fingers, like have the uh, fake pretty cures do stuff so like this one starts like trying to roll off the building yep so nagisa grabs a hold of her and then poisony snaps her fingers to make the uh fake cure like pull up and then start pulling against trying to basically pull yeah. nagisa into the hole and then uh honika has to go and catch them before they all plummet to the ground so she snaps her fingers and the fake white one Lifts up, like, one of those metal... A steel beam. Steel bars. Yeah. To throw at them. But luckily, they're already up 
back onto the roof. Yeah. So they don't all fall. She has, like, in mind controlling them, also made them very physically strong. Yes. So this goes on for a while before uh, Poisony snaps her fingers and both of them start walking in other directions to just walk off the roof. Yes, and then she's like, you're going to have to do a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 1 scene where the Green Goblin holds Mary Jane and a bus full of children off the sides of a roof. Or sorry, a bridge, not a roof. (laughs) I read the word roof at the same time I was reading bridge. It's okay. Um, But yeah, she's like, you'll have to work together to save one of them and the other one will die. Yes. And they're like, you're just a coward. And she's like, I like to think I'm a strategist. And I'm like, no, you're 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 a coward, Poisony. You're not. You're not willing to put yourself in there like the other two. Mm-hmm. She doesn't last longer, so maybe that's the best idea. Yeah. Um. And throughout these scenes, um, the fake cures start to have like a little bit of clarity. They start to be like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. But then Poisony also summons another Sakana to possess a crane. Yeah, they're like by the end of this fight, there are like three or four different like uh, backhoe Zakana. Yeah. Yes. So they manage to run down the stairs, and once they get down there, the two fake ones snap out of it, and. Honoka and Narcissa are trying to fight these cranes that are, like, coming at them. And then, yeah, one of the cranes shoots a laser beam. Yeah, I was confused. I'm like, is that a laser beam or is just shining the light really brightly at them? Uh, it's it's a laser beam because the pretty cures have to put up a bubble shield. They try and be encouraging to the fake cures. They're like, you're pretty cures, aren't you? Come on, hang in there. Like, don't be afraid. And they're like, yeah. But then they pass out of yep. <laughs> fear. And then, uh, after the fake cures faint, they just do a, a finishing move to destroy out the Zakana. Yes. Poisony does say that if, because uh, they're like, why are you attacking them? They have nothing to do with this. She's like, well, if they have nothing to do with this, then they're expendable. Yeah. But if you give me the prism stones, I can save them. And they're like, nah, no. we'll just kill your Zakana now instead of doing it a second ago. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we get a, a little scene of Kyrgios watching from outside the construction site, because we hadn't seen him at all this episode. Yes. He's just watching his big sister fail again. Uh, and then the fake cures wake up, and they're like, hey, wait a minute. Wasn't Pretty Cure around here? What are you two doing here, Nagisa and Honoka? And Nagisa very badly is like, oh, they we didn't see anyone when we came over here. Right, Onika? They must be gone. Wink. Wink. <laughs> but the two girls say that they won't spread rumors anymore, you know, that they aren't the pretty cures. They're going to stop, and Honoka and Nagisa are really relieved to hear this. But then the next day, who's at the park putting on a show? It's pretty curious. The two girls. Yep. So they lied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they learned nothing. And nothing of value was learned. No. <laughs> and they once again uh, do the gag about the hurry. Yeah, they do it like they like extra drag it out to like double down on this joke, and I'm like, this would be a funnier joke if I knew what the actual words were. 
Even though we literally <laughs> just saw them. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I could go back. Let's see. Is it during their... Uh... They do it um, before they do a Black Thunder, I believe. No, no, they do it during the transformation. Okay. okay. I have the episode open in front of me so I could check. Where is the transformation? Okay, they're trans... I'm almost there. Alright. Servants of the Power of Darkness. Go back to where you came from. So it's just go back to where you came from. Yeah. So there's no, there is no hurry. So like, take your time. Just go back to where you came from. <laughs> but that is the episode. We will probably not see these girls again. Yeah, it's, there's probably a one and done on these. That's a wrap on fake pretty cure. Yes. Uh, next episode, it looks like we're going to a hot spring, maybe? Yes, it's a family trip uh, with both Nagisa's family, so like her father, brother, mom, and Honoka's grandmother. Yeah, it, it, it sounded like they were going to two different things that were near the same island. Huh. Like, it sounded like one of them was going to a hotel thing and the other one was going on something else. Yes. And there's this old legend that's going on at this place. And we, we see two different colored giant samurai. Yes. <laughs> it's very good. I'm looking forward to seeing what goes on in this episode. Uh, Nobunaga's ambition, red version and blue version, obviously. That's a joke that may or may not make sense, depending on what Charlie does with the editing. Uh, Stay tuned. Well, I mean, I guess I'll find out when I edit this episode what I choose to do. The power is yours. (laughs) But yes, that is the episode. Um, So now it is time to plug stuff. uh, Do you have any bits you want to do? Do you want to do your anime book report? Yes. Thank you. I almost forgot. Anime book report. So, uh, I should open up this. Uh, should open up my browser again. Because I do not remember the main character's name of this. So, my anime book report. So, recently I watched an anime called Ungo. I'm pretty sure that's the name. How you say that? Because it's UN-GO. And it's this anime that came out in 2011 that when I first started watching anime, I'm like, this doesn't look interesting. But then I recently went back to watch because, I don't know, I was like, you know what, it's time for me to watch this. Because it's a uh, mystery series. Mm -hmm. It's also incredibly weird. Because the, there's 11 episodes in the season, and it stars this man named Shinjiro Yuki, who is a detective. He's called the Defeated Detective. What that means is that uh, there's this other guy, uh, Roku Kashiro, who is like the director of this company, who also solves crimes. And usually, like in the first half, when uh, Yuki would solve crimes, uh, this man would, like, take credit for it and, like, say, oh, we're gonna go with this because this sounds better, even though that's not the truth of the case. So it makes Yuki look like he doesn't know what he's talking about. 
But what makes this series really weird is that there's another character named Inga. So Inga looks like a young boy at first, but during the first episode, he transforms into this lady, which is not explained unless you watch the movie. Huh. But it's this Inga's an Akuma, so like he's this kind of like weird spirit god. It's really unclear, even with the movie, like exactly what they are. But the thing that he can do is that if he makes eye contact with you, he can make you tell the truth. Like he can ask you one question and you have to tell the truth. So this is how the crimes get solved. Yuki will tell Inga who to ask the question to and what the question is. And also when Inga does this, they eat that person's soul. Like the person's still alive, but like this is a way for them to like cut. It's, this show is so weird because the person's truth is their soul. So, and Inga was eating souls before they teamed up with Yuki. And the first couple of episodes are about, like, them solving cases. But then it gets weird because then she uses another kind of god spirit that, uh, if someone says something, this spirit named Bento can make you, will make you believe those words. Like, it will make those words seem like they are the truth. And so Yuki gets trapped in this weird illusion where he thinks he's a writer for this, uh, like this movie even though he's actually in jail it's just this show is so bizarre because we were told a lot about stuff that happened previously that not really like explained because like there was this war that went on that's never really discussed in a lot of detail and that's why when Roku does what he does so people don't like Japan's still in like this weird state it's a lot of fun but I feel like you it it's just very confusing, especially when you get later on and, like, Bento gets introduced into the story. I don't think, actually, I think I'm saying the wrong name for this character. Oh, no. Why doesn't this wiki give me the name of this character? Hmm. So, I don't know if I would suggest watching the anime before watching, because there's a movie that's, like, prequel to the anime, and it goes back and forth between uh, flashing back to Yuki's life and like how he met uh Inga and like how everything came to be and also like events that take place right before the start of the show where you learn that Shinjiro Yuki is not his actual name like he was like this person who went around to, like countries like that were having a hard time and like show movies as a kid and then he met up with this group of people who performed music and then they all got killed in this car accident and he was brought back to life by Ingra which is why they, like, work together. The movie will give you, like, the details that the show just doesn't, like, feel it's necessary to explain. So, but it does spoil some stuff, like, halfway through the season, like, Bento's, uh, whole deals, like, it starts in the movie, but it, I feel like it's better going to the anime not knowing. Although, I guess I spoiled it for you now, so... Just watch the movie before you watch the anime, I suppose. I feel like that's the only reason why you wouldn't watch the movie first, even though it came out later than the anime. I will say, I don't know how well I'm selling this, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, the mysteries that go on are good. The 
whole thing with Inga and Bento being these weird spirits and trying to figure out, like, what the deal is. One of my favorite characters. So they meet this robot who, because they're trying to take on a case about this person who died. And it's revealed that it's a robot. And it's revealed that the man who was thought to be killed, like this, that he actually, he was the one who made this robot. And he made a robot girl who's like, I can't even remember the details, like, if she was an actual person or if she's always been a robot. But, like, she joins the main group, so she possesses this robot, like, young girl robot body or this little, like, small panda, which is very cute. And I just really enjoyed her, uh, involvement in the story. She's, like, she, she helps with, like, the electronic stuff, like, hacking into things and stuff. But she's also just a fun character. I think if you like mysteries, I would to watch it. Just know that it's kind of weird and it will not explain everything to you. Like even the prequel movie doesn't really explain everything. But if you're okay, and like the pacing, it's definitely not the best because it's only eleven episodes, and I feel like it, like the later half moves very quickly through the plot. But overall, I enjoyed the anime. And one more time, what's the name of that for everyone? Ungo. U-N-G-O. Ungo. Okay. I just, I know a lot of times in other podcasts, someone will say the name of a thing, and you won't pay attention to it because you have no idea what it is. And then they start describing the thing, and you're like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I do not remember what they said it was. So. But yes. All right. I hope... I sold the anime well. I feel like Cassidy did a better job on her book report. I, that's because I did some Buck Wild <laughs> research online. I also watched all of it within like a week and then talked that's about true. it two weeks later. It's been a while since I watched both the anime and the movie, so I'm a little hazy on the details, but I remember the general plot. Okay. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I do not have an anime book report. Um. Mainly because any anime, the only anime I can think of anime book reporting is an anime that I don't want anyone to know the plot of before they watch it. So go watch Samurai Flamenco and also yes. Ungo. I also recommend Samanda Flamenco. I don't think that's the right anime. The Samanda Show. I'm going to hit you in the head with a big fish. I also recommend watching Samurai Flamenco. Having watched it myself, it's very good. Yes, so that's Samurai Flamenco and Un-Go. But if you want to chew talk to us, you can find us at Prepod Engage on Twitter. And you can find me, Charlie, at Magical underscore Pride, where I'll be talking about other animes. Um, I also want to pitch the idea of maybe you send us your anime book reports. Yes. Send those over to Prepod. Do it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. That's where I post everything, including about my other podcasts, which, like, is, most importantly, Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, also found on Twitter at Kids and Their yes. Dog. I do that with my good friend Lava, and sometimes <laughs> things get a little bit weird. I highly recommend Kids and Their Dogs. No, kids and their dog. Not, it's not plural dogs. There's only one dog in that. Well, I guess there's not just one dog in that show. There are some instances of there <laughs> being two dogs. I will say that much. 
Um, I also make video games. You can find those at madlobotanist.itch.io. And you can also listen to our other podcasts that will eventually update. One day, Sonic will be talked about. Someday. <laughs> when my life has passed me. <laughs> but you can listen to the episodes we already have at Hey, Let's Talk Cast. Yeah, and even if you're only listening to those two episodes, that's still like six hours of audio yes. content. And you can also leave and review us on iTunes or wherever you have found this podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's true of every podcast we do. I don't know what else this podcast would be, but if it's out there, please let us know what you think. Well, see, most third-party podcast catchers usually just uh just take RSS feeds from iTunes. Ah, okay. I know that's what Beyond Pod, I believe, does. Which is the one I use on Android. You cannot do ratings and reviews on that, however. Oh, a shame. So, until next time, we need your help, Meepo. I thought I had a gag for this one, but instead, of, I, I don't. Meepo. <laughs> the great Meepo Meepo ambition. <laughs> Excellent. Um, because Pokemon Conquest is, of course, Nobunaga's ambition. That's not a joke. That's, that character's name is Nobunaga, and he is the villain. <laughs> <laughs>